0: Thanks for joining me today on this episode of the Verbal Echo Podcast. We get to listen to real people's stories of insight, grit, endurance, and maybe a little bit of, I can't believe that really happened to you. I'm your host, Monica Martin. Let's get to it. Hey, welcome to an episode of the Verbal Echo podcast. I have my friend Asher Wright here. He is amazing. I got to speak with him a couple of weeks ago and uh, be on his podcast, the Pandora's Awareness podcast. He's got a couple of books out and uh, I just want to tell you a little bit about Asher. He is a retired U.S. Army veteran co founder of life changing wisdom coach and co author of the Demi divine book series. He invested the first 22 years of his adult life serving in the US military. His next frontier is devoted to mastering the state of authorship and expanding people's subjective well being through collecting stories and circulating life changing wisdom. He loves outdoor sports, including snowboarding, biking and scuba diving. His personal philosophy is, I am too selfish with my traumas to have you visit them, but I'm very generous with my treasures, so I choose to share them with you. He's got some ongoing projects. He is currently immersed in spreading the word on his last two books, and we're going to hear about those. Um, And then he is, he's got some, uh, upcoming work that promises to be a source of inspiration for individuals seeking to find beauty and growth, even in life's most challenging moments. So welcome, Asher. Wow.
1: I get to hang out with my amazing, beautiful friend, Monica, today, my mountain <laughs> friend. I get to hang out with you today. Thank you for having yes. me, Monica.
0: We have two amazing Colorado people here. I, <laughs> I'm. You're kind of a flatlander. But I won't hold that against you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a flatlander—that's a—that's a new one. Colorado yeah, Springs is not flatland. I mean, it's a little—it's a—it's a, it's a bit of boat. But yeah, you're—you're you're a straight mountain though. That's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know. Like where I live, it's pretty flat. So mm. I, I don't know. I drive to—I drive in. I'm kind of in the hills, but I go into the hills every day and the mountains every day. But it's kind of flat where I'm at. You—you
1: <laughs> you, you know what's crazy? I got I to climb hill to get to you. So you're definitely on the hill. Even if the hilltop is flat, you're still on the hill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Colorado, uh, Colorado Springs is pretty cool. Um, I, mm. It's really a pretty city if anyone's ever been there or would like to go visit. There's I drove through it on my way back from Texas about a month ago. And I went through downtown Colorado Springs. And I thought, man, I've never been through this part of Colorado Springs. It was like the old town area really cool
1: my heart is dear in Colorado Springs man. It, it's a beautiful place to come back to to be there, it's a lovely place and it's growing so fast, oh my god Like, like you know, it's funny because I'm here in Connecticut with my, with my parents, visiting my parents right now and I remember when I first moved to Connecticut from Jamaica and I was like, man, you know this place is, you know, a lot of buildings you know, just like the concrete jungle kind of deal, and I'm in Hartford, Connecticut but then I left. I've been away for twenty two years. I came back. The place looked the same. Like not much change happened in the city area. But in Colorado Springs, I mean I leave for four years and came back. And that place has changed big time. So that place is growing so fast compared to where I'm at here right now. So I gotta give kudos to Colorado Springs for the fast growing um scene that they're setting up right now down there.
0: Yeah, it's really a neat city. There's so much well, there's the military, um, mm-hmm. Is it a training facility? Is it a? I can't remember. Well, oh, they, got, they like got a lot, lot of bases. They mountain. got the Air
1: Force. They got the Army. They got everybody there. They got Fort Carson. They got Peterson Air Force Base. They got Air Force Academy. They got a lot of military um, areas in, in Colorado Springs. So that, that place is going to be there for a while and they're gonna yeah. going to keep going because, yeah. Hmm. Yeah,
0: a lot of military folks, a lot of family-oriented stuff. Uh, things going on there, and yeah, it was just it was really cool driving through downtown. There was like farmers market and all these little shops. Yeah. It was really really a cool place. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, we got a couple of Colorado people here. They're gonna spread some love for our home state.
1: <laughs> yeah, better. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, right. <laughs> but just don't don't drive. I mean, like I don't know. <laughs> Traffic on I-70 can get really. <laughs> uh, a little hectic in the winter uh, lots of lots of memes out there about that well mm. asher tell us about you have a new book out and you are on a goal i believe tell us a little bit about your goal to release i think you said a book every year
1: well, well like here, here here it goes it's 86 books by my 86th birthday, so forty-three years from now, I should finish my eighty-six book, book goal. That's a that's a long vision, but it's I feel like I am moving faster because I am working on my third book right now, actually. So it's like I get one out, on, I am just gonna keep putting out because what I do is so the first book is called Turning Traumas into Treasure, and like all the ideas are in that book to write my next eighty my next eighty-three more books. They are they're in that one book. So you know what else? I go back every every like I sit down every day, figure out how do I expand on these ideas, you know explain them some more, help people fit their story into the tools that are in there. And that's what I'm being focused on today. How do I simplify this some more? How do I simplify this some more? How do I expand on this? The stories that I'm hearing from people, how do I fit their story into these tools? And that's what my mind be working on when I wake up in the morning. So I get up in the morning, I go ride my bike, I go get, I'll get my sweat on and I sit back and I sit down and I think about how do I figure out how to fit people's stories into these, into these, these tools and systems. And that's what I've been doing. What, my life gonna be filled with that that project, just working on that rest of my life. And I enjoy it, I enjoy it. Because everybody that's what we, in life, what, what we're doing, we're looking for tools to fit our story into it. Because these tools and system, when you think about a tool or a system, it's really a concept that you use to connect the dots of your story. And I love this, this quote by, I think, Steve Jobs that says, you can't connect the dot by looking forward, you gotta connect the dot by looking backwards. So when you think about your own story and trying to figure out how you connect the dots or the things that you're that are unique about you, that are good read about you into these tools and systems, then your story's starting to make sense. So that's what I'm like my days feel of trying to figure that out for other people and for myself too. Because I'm also fit my story into these tools to make my life a little bit more simple as well. And that make any sense to you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that you've had so many crazy stories from I mean, I've, I've assumed you've interviewed so many people by now to put mm-hmm. these books together. And I think it's really you guys have to check out his um, his information and his the content that he's putting out. Um, it's kind, it, it's beyond a life purpose at this point, I think, because you're mm-hmm. bringing other people into your inner circle. And mm-hmm. uh, I was just wondering if you had like I know you can't. Uh, yeah, tell tell us if there's a, something that's really been an impression on you from maybe an individual story hmm. that's really made an impression.
1: That's a that's a that's a very deep personal question. There. I mean,
0: I'm sure there's a lot of really good stories out there.
1: Mm. Here is I would use my parents' story, so to speak, because that's what really. I'm a personalized one because maybe other people can relate to their their own journey too. Because oftentimes you can see your story in the people that are very close to you. This is why they're, this is the reason why they they they're around you because you, you attract them. So my parents, for example, my mom, she had she had a really really unique way of of growing up, kind of like. So just imagine if you're a 34 year old woman right now. Just imagine being 34 years old and already had nine kids. And just imagine being being a modern-day father right now and don't have a formal education. So growing up, at 34 years old, my mom already had nine kids. Growing up, my dad didn't have a formal education. He didn't go to school because he lost both his parents by the age of 10. So they had a lot of challenges. So I look at their story. So how can I find empowerment in my parents' story and other people around me's story? Because I'm looking at their, their history, their past. I'm connecting that in their story and see how it, Set in motion my journey, my story, and a lot of the stuff happens because my dad didn't know to read growing up, and he c- applied his current capability at the time to really do a lot in life. Same with my mother; she had nine kids. My mom was a hustler, so to speak. Like my dad was a farmer, so whatever my dad planted, my mom sells. So my mom was got a she had a business mind. She was finding a way to get things that she has, get them out there, so she can feed her kids. Now, when I'm looking at my my parents' journey as far as the things that was a disadvantage to them, how they capitalize on their current capabilities work together as a team and accomplish what they accomplish. I got to look at my life the same way. Like, what is my excuse? now? I don't have an excuse because what they went through, they, they were able to shape their future with the capability that they have at the time. So I got to seek really good capabilities to expand my own story now. And that's why I do a, a lot of reading. So when I, so we talk about my, my book journey as far well, writing a lot of books. Also one of my other goal is to read a lot of books. So I do a lot of reading and listening to books. Because my goal is to do 1,000 books in 10 years. I started this journey back in 2016, 100 books a year. And now I'm on my seventh year. I'm on with 700 books. I am almost. I got to do my spreadsheet to see where I'm at right now. But I'm, I think I'm already knocked up my 700 books. I got I to go look at that. But it's, it's, it's where I really go out there and find people's story. that are empowering. And I use my, the people that are close to me. I got to tell my parents' story, their history, my grandparents' story. I got to tell their story, their history, the things they overcame, the things they used to make life even more valuable to other people that surround them. And that's what I'm doing with my work right now. So I have a lot of tools. Like, I mean, even the, the the second book that I pushed out is called "Focus on Your Path." So I build it where it's like a guided journal type type of deal where you kind of and path is an acronym. Um, it stands for a purpose, awareness, transformation, healing. Right. So those are the things that you get to focus on. Now we can talk about those. We can break them down a little bit. But that's what that's how I think to life. I create different systems, different tools to think to my think my story through and figure out how do I focus my energy on the things that I need to focus my energy on. If that makes any sense?
0: Yeah. Um, it, you mentioned that you have you like to talk about focus on your path, and you said mm-hmm. it was it's an acronym that you've kind of created for purpose, awareness, transformation, and healing. Yeah. So what's that all about? And which book is this mm-hmm. kind of relating to, or is it uh, just well, it's in the, it's in the, Demi- the
1: yeah, it's in the Demi Divine book series. And this one is uh this is, what, this is what I created like a guided journal because for my it's dedicated to my daughter because she's about to start college next year. And I'm like, hey, let, young lady, it's time for you to go focus on your path. Right? This is your this is your future, Now you, know, you get to work. You got to work on it. So you got to think about your purpose. And a lot of people out there are challenged with purpose. That word is being used a lot. So if you think about the word purpose, what shows up for you? If you listen to this this podcast, right? what shows up for you when you think about the word purpose? Because here's something that I was doing, which a lot of people are doing, like, I got to find a purpose for my life. I got to find a purpose for my life. I had to reframe that question. I got to find a purpose in my life. Because the purpose is not out there. I got to create the purpose for my life. So, no, so the only way for me to, to really do that is take responsibility for everything that happens in my life. Because within your story is your purpose. How I find my purpose. So, so my purpose right now is how do I figure it out how to master my dyslexic dis, dis, disorder or disability, my ADD disorder and disability. How do I master those things? Because when I was looking at my story, I, run, I was running for th- those things that felt like it was my weakness. Like, like man, I, I don't like how I, this thing's so hard for me. I'm like, you know, what? I'm, let me stop running because the universe says, that sure there's no way you're going to escape your ADD and dyslexia because I attach it to you like a fragrance like a perfume, wherever you run, it's gonna be there with you, right? No no matter how fast you run, it's with you the whole way. So I'm like, hold on, like, let me stop, think about these things. What can I do about these things that are so challenging, feel like so, such a dis- disadvantage or disability to me, what can I do about them? So I sit down and I, and I sit down and move my life, you can have your audience do the same thing right now. Sit down right now and think about your life. Ask yourself this question, what's in your life that is not right, that you think is not right about your life right now? Whatever it is. And you can, list, you can list them all out. And once you make the list of those things that are not right in your life, now you're like, okay, let me work on this thing because now those things give you a purpose now, right? You find a purpose in solving those things. And once you solve them, that gives you a lot more confidence in your journey because now, hey, I'm solving these things in my life. That was hard, but now it seems like they're easy and now I can help other people solve them. So now your life has a purpose. You find a purpose in your life. So examine your story, go back and look back at your journey, connect the dots, and then you're going to see the purpose, and you can give it the purpose now because you're seeing stuff you got to solve. So that's the P part.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, You you said something about uh, running from challenges, and Mm. you were saying to just sit with those, and this makes me think about... How in coaching, we have people think about the obstacles or the challenges that they have. And instead of thinking of them as, um, oh, it's a bad thing, you know, like just Mm. think about them as how can you flip them or reframe them into strengths?
1: Okay, so here's the thing. Let Let me explain some more a little bit here. So we often try looking for something to do, something to fix, something to work on. And the universe is like, you don't have to look for it. I already gave it to you. Right? It's the thing that in your life that you struggle with the most. I gave it to you. So if, if I if you showed up and I had to go find the things for you for you to work on, the purpose for your life, it's gonna be a hard search. The universe didn't do that. It said, Hey, you showed up with those things already. The biggest problem that in the world I fixed, you already got one of them. Fix that one and you find purpose now. So then I look at my life the same way. Like, hey, what are the things that's not right about my life? And ADD and dyslexia was one those two things that popped up. A lot of other things popped up. But I'm like, let me work on these things. Let me find a way to master them. And you're going to find a lot of joy and pleasure once you start figuring them out. Like, life becomes fun. Because once you've cleared them up, your life looks a lot more clearer. So that's what I that's what I encourage people to do right now. Like, look at your stuff in your life. Like, you, the things that you struggle with, you're here to master it. Like, you can't escape it. No matter how you run, for the rest of your life, they're going to be a problem for you. Until you fix them. And that's when you find purpose in your life. If the answer is yeah, questions.
0: it's almost like purpose finds you.
1: Yeah, it's, it's you already just, with you. It, yeah, it's already yeah, with you. You got them all, even carrying them around. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, you know, and I think that that for so his acronym is purpose awareness transformation and healing. Mm-hmm. And so, how does the healing fit in with? all of these steps? Mm, Is that the last part? Or is it kind of? um, Is it something that just happens organically? Like while you're going through this transformation? Mm -hmm. Is it? Is it just it's not something that just hits you over the head? Like, oh, I'm healed, because I don't think we're ever truly healed. Uh, But is it just something that slowly grows? Or what does healing how does that? How does that fit in with this system? Mm.
1: It is, it is a, so healing is a continuous thing. I I might, I might have to share this idea I was thinking about this morning. So if I can figure out to explain it to you. But let me explain the healing part. A lot of people are on this journey of healing and it happens because throughout our life, like we we have, we have stuff that we're supposed to work on that we ignore. And they are traumatizing every day we think of them because we're not working on them. Right, and because we, 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 our our body suppresses some of those things that we're supposed to work on, and a by of they shows up, and you can work on them. But the healing part is it, it's a continuous thing. But it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the final thing that's going to happen in the end. It, you're going to end up healing from the things that you play a role doing. That you're like, man, I didn't like that role I just played this now. So I got to heal myself to move into the next thing. So healing is continually happening. It's continuing. So here here is um I'm, I'm gonna share this analogy here. 'Cause I was thinking about it this morning. And what if what if we showed up on this planet, right? <laughs> what if what if we show up on this planet to play this game? And how this game is played is there's two things that happen. You can quit the game and restart over. Or you can continue playing the game and work and, and carry on those scars and stuff that, that that you experience while you're playing the game. So what if that's the, that's how the game is set up? But then somebody scares you into telling you that, hey, if you quit the game, um, it's gonna be hard. It's like it's like it, you won't be able to come back if you quit the game, but you can always start over. You just got you're gonna be starting over in the same place again. But it scares you into thinking that hey, if you quit the game, you won't be able to come back. But you do come back and start the game again. But you 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 will occupy the same state continually until you master that state and move to the next state. So I was thinking about this life we're living right now. I showed up, right, and I have and I have choices because I'm in control of this whole thing. I can quit the game; still my choice, or I can keep playing the game and carry on with the things that I might not think that are gonna work for me. So I'm playing this game continually, response to the whole play of this game. Now you're playing this game because that's how life is set up. Like you show up here on this planet, I'm speaking esoteric now, you show up on this planet and you're playing a game and you're in full control of the game. You can quit the game and restart over or you keep going. But if you keep going, you gotta gotta continue, you gotta heal. because you're on this path now Becoming more aware of, of the areas in your life that you're like you, you sleeping. Because that's where we are. we just been waking up in the areas that we are sleeping. So the more you get aware, the more you wake up. The more things you face with the opposition, the more you get to transform. And then in the end, you, you can just keep healing your journey. So that's how we set up the game right now. So I, I, I see my, my life the same way. I'm on this journey and nobody's going to scare me into thinking if I quit the game, I meaning if I quit the game, if I die, I'm going to come back and play the game again. And in the in the first book I wrote, it's called Turning Traumas into Treasure. There's what we call the Eight Major State of Consciousness. And I'm working on the third book, which is gonna explain that whole process even more. But it's the idea that the eight major state of consciousness, which I think my state that I'm a master mastering right now is helpership. So if I if I if I didn't finish mastering that state and I quit the game, I'm come back and I still gotta master the state of helpership. Until once I've finished mastering that, I move to the state of healership. Right, and I keep mastering it so a different states set up the same way. And I gotta explain this concept because since I mentioned it, I want to confuse your people. So, when I talk about the major states of consciousness, the helpership, healership portion of it, it's really how the universe is set up. Universe set up in different states you got major state, minor state. So, the major state are the one that kind of dictate what you're here to do, what you're here to master, what you're here to be. And in the minor state, you get to choose what you're here to do. So, now my ma- my major state is healership, my minor state is authorship. And I get to create a lot more other minor state to kind of do my work in. So how do I really master healership is find things that are' minor in, and I do those things, and they help me become more of an helper. And everybody got their own state to master. So I hope I didn't confuse anybody on that one. How are how you?: sound no, me? I'm,
0: I'm, I'm thinking you were mentioning major and minor. Um, it seems like major, and this is very much like tarot is that it's the archetypes
1: Mm. you know you have
0: these archetypes the healer the um the hero um Mm. the teacher the uh the leader you know the victim Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know so it it, yeah so it it seems like that's kind of um very similar to what you've tapped into and then the minor kind of yeah little tools to help you get where you want to go on this journey on this path
1: yes we are we are there's a bunch of people that are try, we are like trying to explain them in different ways but it's we're going after the same thing how do we come here have the best experience become awakened in the areas that we were sleeping and then and then just kind of enjoy the journey and heal those things that we might have gotten hurt on doing and just keep going until we we, we end up in what they call the oneness the oneness state where everybody become one again right with the universe I mean, that's the oh, journey, that's, right?
0: That that's so much like tarot. <laughs> I'm a big, tar- I'm a big tarot junkie. You a <laughs> the big tarot junkie? Is, oh yeah, I love doing the oracle cards and tarot and all that intuitive mm. stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, that's that's another podcast, but <laughs> that's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that that's really that's really interesting that you have tapped into this, and you mentioned turn your traumas into treasures. So. This is your, the book that you just released, the most this, recent that's the one? Or do you have, that's
1: the first, the first book. One. The second one, is, mm-hmm. second one is Focus on Your Path.
0: Focus on Your Path. Mm-hmm. And so does, does this all kind of tie in with all of the books? So you've got a, a Demi Divine book series, mm-hmm. and all of these books are in this series, right?
1: Yes, yes. So all my books are going to be around personal development. That's, my, that's the thing that I'm here to work on. I'm going to keep working on it for the rest of my life, right? Personal development. And Demi Divine is just a series name for how do we really kind of capture all of these tools and systems that we're going to work, like kind of trying to simplify it for other people to use, to fit their story into. And that's the journey right now. So Turning Traumas into with was the first one. It has pretty much, like I said, it has pretty much all the ideas for my next 85, 83 more books to write. They're in there. I just got to <laughs> find a way to go back. So I'm going to use all the next 83 books to explain the first book. <laughs> so oh, that's that's it. like that's that's how the spin is. Like, how do I go back into the first book? Because what I did right, because when I my challenge was to when I was reading a lot of books over the last seven years, I collect a lot of stuff, a lot of stories, a lot of tools, a lot of system, and I kind of organize them for me. So I pretty much worked the first book for myself. The first book was written for me, so I can organize all the ideas I'm gonna work on for the future, and I, and I, I publish it, so now people can go in there and look at it. Like maybe I can work on this idea myself, right? Because all, these ideas are not new. It's just different way of organizing them for people to fit their story into them. So I'm gonna I'm look into it, see so how differently can I organize them so I can help people fit their story into them so they can have the best experience in life. You know, so that's the, that's the real journey. That my, my big vision is to really help people have a healthier self-narrative so it can expand their subjective well-being. And your well-being is subjective yeah. to you. And how can I help you really have the best experience of reality? That's, I'm, I'm working on that for people using words and tools
0: words are so powerful um it, mm-hmm. not only does it make our voice you know like it, this podcast writing whatever it is that that's your voice and so yeah. when you can get that out um who cares what everyone thinks about it i mean you hope that some people like it you know but someone told me once that If you get your message out your content out whether it's you know a podcast or you're talking or speaking or you're writing or whatever when you get your message out if you piss some people off Mm. then and and you align the right people with you you're doing the right thing and Mm. it's okay like you're never gonna make everyone believe the things that you want to share and that's okay because that just means that those people are just not in the same place and you just have to you just have to roll on and uh so i th- i think that's a really interesting way to think about it like go ahead and make some people upset it's okay
1: <laughs> mm. I, I think I, I heard this one quote you're saying you can never say the wrong thing to the right people ah, and when I when, yes. I when i heard i was like you know what we are all here to speak our message to certain people certain people there's not the messenger for so some people might listen to me and you right now, like we don't get it, Asher. Or I don't get it, Monica. That's okay, because you can never say the wrong thing to the right person. Because the right person is looking for something, and they're like, "Oh, that's what I'm looking for." Like when I was reading my exactly. books, and somebody's story pops up, I'm like, "Ah, I'm looking for that." That thing is 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 it, being said for me. I'm writing that down. I'm taking. I'm capturing this right here. So yeah, some people I'm just not in the messenger for. Doesn't matter who I sound or I speak or intelligent I on or wise I my sound, 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 sound. I still won't hit them because I'm not the message for them. I might be the message for somebody to give them the message, but coming out of my mouth, I might not be the guy for them. And that's okay.
0: I think, yeah, it ultimately comes down to whatever your truth is, speak Mm. it, get it out. Yes, Uh, Because it will matter to the person who needs to hear it and who needs that information or, or that energy or uh, that wisdom or whatever it Mm. is. Like you have to, You cannot keep your voice, whatever your voice, however your voice manifests, you cannot Mm. keep it closed. And the older you get, I think it's more important to get your get your voice out there.
1: Here's the beauty about podcasting. I think podcasting is going to revolutionize this world big time because we're recording our own voice recording our content because a big part of our journey the healing part of a journey is speaking to sharing. Sharing is, a, is a, such an amazing medicine. When people get to share what's on their mind or they feel, that's a big thing for them. Because here's something that I was asking this question to somebody. I was like, listen, um, when somebody says, like if you say, you, you say, Asher, you don't know me. Like, Asher, you don't know me. What you're really saying to me is, Asher, you don't know how I feel. And when your person get to share how you feel, you feel like the world knows you. And I realize that when people are saying, actually, you don't know me, you don't get me, you don't get me. What well, they're saying, you don't get how I feel. And I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to listen to, tell me how you feel, because that's what you're trying to tell me. Because you think I know you and I know how you feel. So I always circle back to that when somebody says, man, you don't get it. Like, you mean, you're telling me I don't know how you feel. Tell me how you feel. Because you want to tell me that when people get to share their story how they feel with the world, Mm, They feel empowered. So I congratulate anybody that start a podcast or sharing the journey because that's a healing part of your story. And if you're not, if you're sharing it, then everybody get to collectively see how people are doing things and we can start connecting dots because a lot of these things are happening, you know, in other people's experience. And when you start sharing your story, and like, oh my god, that sounds like what I'm going through right now. How did that person connect to that? And overall, we all start doing this. Planet gonna explode, man. So much growth gonna happen because now the things are being captured and people can record and connect the dots. You're shaking your head. Oh my God. I know you like
0: this. Yes. Well, you know, and I started listening to podcasts in 2017 and, mm-hmm. you know, I have some, some people that I follow and I will say completely it has changed my life and mm. it has opened me up to so many things. I've, I i can not even count the number of books that I've read because Uh, podcasters have shared information with me and the way that I see it is I was meant to have that information that became, this has become Mm. my purpose. And so Mm. in my voice, before I started this podcast, it just became like all of my voice inside just started bottling up. And like, I have to, I have to start uh, talking to people because if I don't, man, (laughs) I'm gonna explode. you are gonna explode. (laughs) Yes, I'm gonna explode with content. I just have to talk to people, and that's the thing. Is like, I just want to hear people's stories. Are we have Mm. to get this this knowledge? This wisdom. Wisdom comes from everyone. Everyone has a story, and every story is just it's such a fountain of wisdom and um, truth. And I mm. think that's how it's just gonna shape the world. So I'm really honored to be able to do this. And I'm honored to have people like you who are kind of spearheading this this mm. wisdom thing. It's just, it's so cool. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm gonna tap on wisdom. I'm gonna tap on wisdom with you here. Cause I like, this is this, wisdom is my highest value. I'm a, I consider myself a wisdom coach. And here is the beauty about this process. Everybody, everybody can understand talk therapy. You know, most people been to talk therapy; they went through that process. But something I'm like, I'm adding because I'm a wisdom means application to me. So I think about it as application therapy. So the things that you understand, the thing that you know, how do you apply those things? Because application is a lot is a lot of what people don't do these days. Like knowledge is everywhere; they get it and they get stuck with it, and they don't want to. They are afraid to use it. I'm like, you got to get the application therapy going for yourself. Apply the things you know, because that's what activate the nervous system in your body, the application piece of it. You got to do it, right? The mind gets it, but the body got to get it too. And you got to put it in your body by doing it, by moving it in your system. So I realized that. I mean, I, I came from the military. I do an organization. We do a lot of stuff. Like somebody put a plan together. You go do it. Like, oh, man, that was great. That was fun. But now in your mind, you got to plan, but then you got to execute it. You got to apply it. So work on the application therapy part of it not just to talk therapy. did that make any sense yeah. to
0: you. I like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, here's a little fun question for you. So since you're an evolving author, do you mm-hmm. have any advice for, because I'm kind of assuming that there are a lot of people out there that have an idea for a book or maybe mm-hmm. their information is bubbling up and they're gonna explode and they wanna get this information out. And they're thinking, you know, like, i'm not into the whole uh podcasting but i want to write you know Mm. and so do you have some advice for people who maybe they want to put out a little book or whatever and just start on that journey uh do you have any advice for people who are thinking about it
1: oh totally this is a good question thank you for asking yeah. Here, here is a tool, another tool. I'm a tool maker, by the way. You guys going to hear me. You're going to, Asher, you're putting <laughs> on too much tool, Asher. Slow down, man. This is too much. But here, here goes another tool. You get to think about it. I call it the 5C complex. And how this come about was on my on my journey of reading and listening to a lot of books, I would listen to two guys that popped to mind. I'm going to share these two guys, um, John C. Maxwell and Dan Sullivan. So I would listen to John C. Maxwell. He read a lot of books. And I was hearing how he organized his mindset around collecting the data he was collecting, so he doesn't get the writer's back thing that he's talked that most people get. It was like I organize these folders, and when I read something, I, I kind of organize, I collect the information, I write a lot of notes down. I'm like, mm. so instead of me just listening to books and let it go through my brain, I start writing notes. if something hits me in, in my forehead, smack me in my face, I'm writing that down. My brain is saying, Asher, stop, write that down because I don't want that want to resonate with you. So I do that. I write a lot of I write a lot of notes. So I got Google Documents out there. The, the, the wazoo with information I've recorded over those 700 books I've listened to and read so far. And then, that's so So I create this 5C complex idea. Let me, let me explain, Dan Sullivan. So Dan Sullivan also did something. He said something I, I liked. He was like, I study Shakespeare writing. He was saying, I listen to Shakespeare stuff, I read Shakespeare stuff, and I practice writing like Shakespeare. So we're saying that he would copy Shakespeare stuff and write it out, just get his fingers, writing the, 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 the stuff that he read, he read from Shakespeare. But he was saying that Shakespeare used, you know, two-word syllables a lot. So he makes stuff very simple. He was like, I get my mind to think simplicity like Shakespeare does. I'm like, mm, interesting. So now what I did for myself is I create what I call a 5 C complex. The first C is I collect a lot of data. I collect a lot of data. And you already know that data doesn't tell a story. You need a human being to tell a story. We, we, are, we, are, we are a meaning-making machine. We are storytellers. But data, I collect a lot of data. So now when I collect that data, I copy from that data what what resonate with me. And then from the data I copied, I create something of my own. And with these things that I create, it gives me a lot of clarity now. Because all we're looking for is that clarity in the things that we're working on, our story. So when I get the clarity, then now I get to celebrate. That whole process of collecting, copying, creating, getting clarity. Now I get to celebrate that whole process. So now when I'm reading books, I'm looking for that thing. How can I capture, uh, collect a lot of ca- content? Or do I copy from it the things that resonate with me? Then I get to create some, something of my own, and boom, I get a lot of clarity. Because the more you write your story up, the more you can explain your, your life journey to other people. And I learned that because my brain is all over the place. I got ADD and dyslexia. I'm all over the place most of the time. But once I start finding my story, fit into these tools, my brain starts to calm down. Because I got crazy, I got a lot of ideas. That's one thing about the ADD brain and dyslexia. Very creative, a lot of ideas. But once I use these tools, I fit my story into them, my story starts making sense to other people because now i got to explain to them. So that's what I do. So now if you're a writer, that might help you because once you start organizing your the story, then I use what I, you know, tell you the story, right? So when my first book I wrote, it took me all a whole year after I retired from the military. I took, a, I took a year sabbatical. I sit down. I start going over my past. Examine, start connecting that. I started writing, and my book was horrible, horrible. For like, I was just writing stuff out. It took a while for me to organize it. So when I hired editors and stuff, they were like, "Asher." saw so when I turned my book in, I gave—I think she was—it was like 120,000 words or something like that. She was like, "Asher, that's too many words. Nobody's going to read this too long. You got to cut it at least in half." I'm like, "What? What do you mean cut my cut? Like, I'm like, Is it how long it take me to put to get this out of me?" But she was like, "Yes, but you know, she was talking about. I think there was uh, like a Kindle study or something that says when it comes to personal development book." Most people only read up to like 80 pages. I'm like, ooh, okay. So now I really need to make my book short because if I can simplify it on 80 pages, I'll be good. But anyway, I was I was going on this journey as far as figuring out how do I do the 5C complex, collect these things, use it to kind of explain my story. Now, after I wrote my first book, I came across ChatGPT. And some people are a little iffy about it, so forth and so on, but that platform was built for my brain, right? Because I got a lot of ideas. Like I sit down every day, so much idea come to mind, but I gotta find a way to organize them. Chat GPT help me with that now. So you're a person that's very creative, right? If you know what I ask, really good question, which I'm very good at. I, I know what I'm looking for, I know what I want. It's just that it takes me a lot of time to organize it because my brain is all over the place sometimes. But now Chat GPT is designed to get me structured Cause I was hunting for these tools to get my mind structured but now chat dpd even add more value to that because now i get to expand my story through that system so i use chat dp you now it's gonna help me write my next 80 80 something books because when i first set this goal to write 85 80, 86 book by my next birthday i had no idea what was gonna do it like no clue but i'm like i'm gonna get there somewhere because when i first started the journey of reading reading a list of hundred books i didn't know what's gonna do it until i figured it out and i removed a lot of things all my life and and that's the process becomes a lot more simple. I can do it. So now I know I can get my eighty-six book done now, because your system and tools out. The others don't know about them. And once I start finding them, life becomes simpler. My story becomes clearer. So that's how I would answer that question for you.
0: Yeah, and you uh, turn me on the chat GPT. And Mm. I tell you it, it, you know, I, I suffer with attention problems too, (laughs) and let's, let's, they're not problems. they are strengths because Mm -hmm. I think people who have attention focus are some of the most creative people. And Mm -hmm. it really is. It's really a strength. You just have Mm -hmm. to take, a little bit of time to learn like if you have it as a child and you you know you struggle with it in school or whatever you have to learn how to use it in a different way and how it can be your friend you know attention problems and focus thinking it can be a a really good friend and it creativity Mm. it's just it goes right along with having like add and and that sort of thing and there's the people that I know that have it, man, Mm -hmm. they just they amaze me in the things that they do. They're so driven, Mm -hmm. you know, and they, they, they have so much focus, which is the it's the it's, it's the conundrum, like, you have so much focus that you don't realize you have until you see it as a strength, you
1: Mm -hmm. know, because
0: then you can, you go down these rabbit holes, and you can uh, just dig in the information. And it's almost like the people who don't have it are the ones that are challenged, you know, because they don't have that ability. They get frustrated. They walk away, you know, whatever But people with, uh, focus problems, they know how to like use it as a tool. Like, okay, now I'm really gonna, uh, to go down this rabbit hole and you come out with these gifts, these treasures, I guess would be Mm. a good way to say it. Right. Mm.
1: You aren't yeah. just something here. You aren't just something here because here's something I would explain to people. Because I, I do coaching on, you know, specifically on like folks with AD and dyslexia because I understand the challenge that they went through. I went through some of the same challenges. But here's the thing like, you're right about this. We, when, we, when we focus, we're hyper focused. Like, some, some things when I'm on it, but if I love it, I mean it. Like, you can't get me out of it. Right? But the things that I'm not so great at, I don't love, I get distracted. Easy because I'm not I'm not enjo- enjoying them. So I realize that my skill set is I do get focused on the things I love. The things I don't like, I don't I don't I get distracted on them. So I just gotta realize what those things that I love and just keep doing more of those. And I get and I get a lot done because now I'm writing. I'm figuring out how to write better and the things the ideas that I'm I'm thinking about. I get I get to frame them even better. I'm focused. Like I'm sitting here. Like I'm on my third book. This 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 year alone, right? I'm I'm almost finished my third book and I only started a year ago. Because now I find out how to get my ideas organized. And I have a lot of them. I've been having them for years. I just didn't know to like streamline them. I didn't have the right kind of tool to fit them in. So you're a person with AD and dyslexia. You are gifted, my friend. Very gifted. You just haven't had a time to really focus the energy in a space that you love doing, working in. And once you figure that out, you find the right tool, you're going to achieve so much. So I, I encourage people, hey, find, out, find the tools and the system to help you fit your story into it even better so life becomes a lot more easier.
0: Yeah, and the tools are out there. There's so many tools and technology now that you can just, mm. I mean, you can literally Google, how do I focus? And <laughs> you will get like mm. 20 different software programs, apps that you can add to your phone. I mean, it's it's amazing. And it's, it's cool that people have created this kind of stuff, like especially apps that you can put on your phone because they had they felt like they had limitations. And they said, you know what? This kind of worked for me. I'm going to share this. And doesn't that become part of the voice that hmm. is bubbling up inside of you that you want to get out you know so they're here's, sharing that with others
1: here's something is that that the folks that are ADD and dyslexia might be thinking about too so here's a challenge like technology technology is great but technology doesn't coach itself you're going to need a person and I had to accept that in my life man no matter what kind of technology shows up it doesn't coach itself you're going to need somebody to coach you on the technology. Somebody got to study it, figure it out. And if you're a new, new start, they're going to like, hey, this is what it is. This is what it is, right? But you're all, you're oftentimes you need to coach on certain technology because technology doesn't coach yourself. And when I realized that, I'm like, okay, so everything I do, I'm trying something new. Like, Who, who's been doing this thing longer than I have? Who has more practice on this thing that can help me figure out or to get started? Because I might start, I'm like, ah, oh, this shit sucks. I don't get through it. I don't get past the bump. When you find somebody to coach you past the bump, you're like, okay, now I got it. Right, and that's why I strongly believe in coaches, because in the military, is one thing we always we always get the access to is, you know, somebody gonna teach you the crowd the crowd method, the walk method, and the run method, and you are always gonna have access to that person to help you get to that part. And I'm like, I come up in the civilian space. I'm like, the same thing has happened. Like most of the awesome people, they get somebody to coach them past the phase that they're gonna quit, because all you need somebody to co- coach you across the line, the quit line. There's the quit line. If you get past the quit line, you can keep going. But all the time, people don't get past the quit line because they don't have a coach. And that's what we all need. And I realize that. So I'm like, everything I'm doing, like, who's been doing this better than I, longer than I am? who have been practicing practicing this thing longer than I am. Hey, man, help me get past, past the quit line. Once I get past the quit line, I'm good now.
0: Yeah, that's really good wisdom. You know, Bill Gates once mm. said, everyone should have a coach. And it, the, my... My philosophy to that is, hey, if you could have figured this out on your own, you would have mm. already done it. And coaching is not telling you what to do. It's it's a lot of reflecting your own words back to you so that you mm. can hear them. And I think that's part of that voice thing, because when you are stuck in your own thoughts and you're ruminating and you're on this hamster wheel of, oh, uh, let's say... Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to get fit, you know, or whatever it is, or I'm trying to write a book or whatever it is. You you get stuck in that hamster wheel of, okay, I really want to do this thing. I really want to do this thing. and But it's mm. I want, you know, and then when you have someone that reflects that back to you, you hear those words.
1: Mm. And
0: it puts it it lights a fire in it, it changes the dynamic and it helps you move forward or change directions or whatever it is that you need to do. You have to hear those words. And when they're stuck in your head, they're just stuck there. Hmm.
1: This, is, so. this is the beauty of writing. The beauty of writing for if somebody wanna write books, whatever, it's a, this is a thing. I used to hate when somebody like fill out this assessment, fill out this form, I used to hate it. Oh my God, I used to hate it. But then I realized the importance of filling out a form, writing stuff down is to organize your thinking because in your head it's all over the place in my head it's all over the place when i write it down i get to look at it objectively you know oh that's what it looks like just like when you speak when somebody reflect back to you this is what it sound like oh that's what i sound like but in my head it doesn't sound like that but on paper it sounds different in in the spoken word it sounds different so you're like whoa that's what the word is hearing that's what the word is seeing now you're like oh i got to i got to correct that but in your mind it makes sense like in my head all my crazy stuff my a lot of ideas make sense. We're not trying to explain to people like, "Actually, I don't get it." I'm like, "Damn," but in my head, I get it. But you don't get it, so I got to figure out how do I synthesize this thing into something that you can understand? How do I create a tool that way you can kind of follow? Because that's how we tell our story, share what's in our mind, express who what's in us, the voice that's in us. If the if the inner voice align with the other voice, life becomes way more empowering. And that's what we all need to speak and write because writing is not a form of speaking.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Mm. So where can people find out about your wisdom coaching?
1: I have a website called www.lifechangingwisdom.com. And the book series is going to be housed at www.demidivine.com. That's a series name. I'm trying to put all my books under that same series. So I got four pillars for the Demi Divine book series. I got mental intercourse. Spiritual, spiritual intercourse, physical intercourse, and social intercourse. Those are the pillars that I'm gonna write my books underneath. So the mental intercourse, I have two books on that on that pillar right now. I'm working on physical intercourse. I'm gonna put something on on that one. But really, mental intercourse, like you know, we have this conversation, like like you know, when people think about the word intercourse, they think about sex and so forth and so on. But intercourse mean connection, right? How do I connect, communicate? But still, these these words and these concepts, they're gonna mind fuck you anyway, right? But it's there to help you really have a really amazing mental intercourse with yourself, with your own story. So I'm trying to create the structure for that, so you can get my information on the website and the book's are gonna be on Amazon. Everything I'm put out, I'm, I'm published through Amazon. Really simple, really processed so people can get to it. And then I have my podcast where I do the the audio version of the stuff I'm putting out too.
0: Yeah, and your your podcast it's called Pandora's Awareness, and yes. you also you re- are you releasing it on YouTube also.
1: Oh, um, the, the YouTube. I gotta work on that one. I haven't put nothing on YouTube much right now, so mostly oh, okay. I do so I'm on my Instagram. On Instagram is Asher That's my Instagram uh, handle, and I put it on Instagram and Facebook too. My face, my, my Instagram feed into my Facebook. Um, so that's the two platform I'm putting out. So I gotta work on YouTube. I gotta figure out how to edit my stuff and put it on YouTube. It take a lot of work, but I am working on it slow, but slowly but surely. Just like you, you know, gotta take a time get there. So I don't have a team that yeah. big yet to really help me get all this stuff out here.
0: Right, I have a team of me, myself, and I. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, just me. So I'm doing really good about getting these episodes out pretty quick, though. I'm, it's kind of my goal. Mm. Like, you know, I get them, I record them, I, like try to get them out in a couple of days, and um, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It, it, I just we just got on Apple Podcasts last night, nice. so congratulations, manif- yeah, yeah, I'm manifesting this big time. So everybody, like definitely like it on Apple. That's, it's the metric I hear to uh, get mm. the podcast out there. And um, that's sort of my, uh, my voice, I want to just get it out there and and attract the right people. And yeah, so if anybody has a really cool story, uh, mm. definitely reach out to me. Yeah. But uh, but so your, your, pod, your podcast, Pandora's Awareness, um, how long have you been doing that?
1: I started that. I retired from the United States Army in April of 2022. I started on April of 2022, and I have I have a bunch of because I, I think last two months I re, I did about 50 recordings episode that I need to finish editing, post, post up. So I got to work on those. Um, so I've been I've been trying to build it up a little bit. I mean, I've been doing a lot of things at the same time: podcasting, writing the books, trying to build my business in other different areas. So so on. So I'm working on it slowly, building my team, finding people to surround myself with that can help me move this thing forward. Because I got. Big dreams, my friend. Big goals, big dreams. I'm gonna share yeah. all of them with the world and see who can help me f- get these things moving.
0: I love it, and uh, you and you have a co-host too for your podcast. Yes, um, my amazing, beautiful friend,
1: Lavinia Grosano. So she's um she, actually she's Romanian. So I met her when she was in Romania. I had a Facebook group, latching in Wisdom. I was I was active in at one point in my, in my last year, and we met. Um, and then she moved from. Romania to Tampa so she living in Tampa she does mostly real estate stuff but she kind of work with me on the business that we're working on so we kind of business partners and stuff and she's done it but she's awesome she we write the books together we work on ideas together she like my awesome thinking partner you know get my ideas out and we've been doing pretty good so you can check us check her out too
0: yeah and does she do some of the interviews also uh yes, yes. She, the she, she, yeah yes
1: she, she come on the podcast with me not all of them because um, we we're trying to f- work on our areas, trying to get everything moving. So some days I can show up, and she can't show up, and we're just kind of working. But yeah, most of, but but most of the podcast she's on it.
0: Interesting. Does she have her own stuff, or is this her own pro- her other her main project that she's working on, other than selling some amazing real estate in Florida? It sounds like. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. So she, she, get, she, cause she just moved like six months ago. So she's trying to get that business up. So I'm like, Hey man, take your time, go work on that. Get it, get some momentum going on that. Get past the, the quit line with that one. Right. Once you get past the quit line, we can kind of engage different ways. But so, you know, we're working on different stuff. So um, she's, yeah. we trying to balance the time with property. Yeah.
0: Oh, awesome. Yeah. And so I will put all of the links. Um, if you want to uh, find out more about Asher and all the projects he's working on or, get some information about how he can help you, uh, find your voice and turn, uh, some of those adversities into treasures. You can, um, I'll, I'll put his links down below. Um, I have a fun question, um, at the end and I'm trying to, uh, find a little bit of craziness with everyone because I think that's kind of, that's what, you know, that's kind of a Part of our story too is Mm -hmm. we've we've all had so many of these experiences in life and it's kind of fun to like think back and go oh yeah there was that time (laughs) so Mm -hmm. you mentioned that you um are a scuba diver and Uh, i was wondering if you have any crazy weird strange things that happened uh in any of your underwater adventures (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I mean I think everybody had that, that experience where they was freaking out about getting to eat on the water. sharks. But that I that, that was a <laughs> that was some of the <laughs> the earliest fears I had about like man, you know, because I can swim but without the floaties I don't swim that long. Like I can swim, but because I, I can't float, Like I, I can't float. For some reason, my body doesn't you can't float. float so well. Come yeah. on,
0: you can't float. I mean, everybody I can, can, I can float. F- like, what do What are you made of? Rocks, bricks? <laughs> yeah, it feels like That's it. it. okay. All right, keep going. Feels, I'm ready.
1: It feels like it. Yeah. So, so because I can't float. I have a, like a little small little paranoia fear with me. I'm like, man, if I get trapped over here for too long, I can only float for so long before I'm like, uh, some people just lay there and it's like float. Asher doesn't do that. I have to keep moving uh, my arms. So I can float a little bit, move my arm a little bit, move my leg a little bit, so I know I'm going to get tired, right? So I love being with the floaties. But definitely scuba diving. I used to. I mean, I used to go, um, man, I used to have good fun. When I was in Cuba, me and, me and the guys over there, uh, we had some really good dives, man. Oh, my God. Cuba got really beautiful race. And I used to get off work either in the, in the evening go night diving or in the, in the weekend to go dive, we get a couple of dive, get the boat, go out there and go dive. But we always there playing around and just going down there and come back up, chasing fish around. I mean, I had some really good time, man, really good time diving. And I'm in Colorado. I mean, I'm in the States now. Really, I'm not close to the tropics. But when I get back to the tropics, definitely scuba diving again because that's like one of the best things. But here's something that is not funny, but it's something that I, I, I realized that really changed my life a, lot, a bit with scuba diving. What I haven't gave me this this gift. So if you guys are familiar with with this guy named Sadhguru, he's like an Indian yogi. And I love this guy. But I always hear I hear him talk one time. He was saying that some days I don't even think. I'm like, bro, you don't think? But anyway, I didn't believe or disbelieve him. I was just like, oh, interesting. Hmm. I wonder if I can do that. Anyway, so I started practicing, sitting down here, meditating, just sitting to myself, kinda got down to like two thoughts. I'm like, Well, interesting. This guy's really you're really onto something here. What if I can get to no thoughts? Anyway, just the sitting around, I didn't get there. But when I was scuba diving one day, because I already got over the fear of being eaten, in the ocean and stuff, because that's that's one fear everybody gotta get over. Something will eat me, or I'm gonna drown out here, right? I got over that fear. But I was out there, my my buddies just floating around. And one one of these days, I was down there, and I I caught myself, like I caught myself, like whoa, I wasn't thinking this whole. Like, where was my mind at this whole time? I wasn't thinking. I was just floating. Then I was like, oh, Sadhguru is right. You can have no thoughts. You can't control all your thoughts. And now that changed my life because now I'm like, hold on. So everything that I'm thinking about, I am really controlling. And I cannot think them. And after that, the runaway thoughts, all this crazy stuff that I have in your mind, like, oh, I can't control these things. I'm like, oh, I can control it. Let's got to figure out how to do it. And that scuba diving experience taught me that it's possible. And once I realized it's possible, it affirmed what Sadhguru was saying, my life has changed big time. So now my thoughts are the things I want to think about. So when I get up in the morning, I sit outside in my, in my back there. I'm writing my story on, you know, figure out my day. I'm controlling all my thoughts. What I need to think about now? How far I need to think on the road on these things? And that's what's life changing for me. That's what I will leave you with.
0: I love it. And uh, I will tell you that I'm deathly afraid of sharks. I I have, I have some friends, uh, well, my son's in North Carolina and I have some friends in North Carolina now, and I just got invited to go to the beach, uh, this fall. And what do I do? The first thing I do, I go on Google maps and I zoom in on the, on the ocean coastline and I'm like, all right, Mm. there's some sharks here. I know it. And then (laughs) like, and then my friend tells me, oh yeah, you don't want to go in the water there. (laughs) <laughs> it's like mm. one of the shark hotspots. So I will get in. I'm hilarious. I will have my, you know, I will get in up to my knees, maybe my hips and that's mm. it. Um, I love. However, that being said, I love snorkeling. Uh, mm. I got to go snorkeling and some really cool places. Jamaica for one thing. Um, Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, gosh, it was so beautiful. Oh, my gosh, you guys, if you ever get a chance to go to Jamaica some of the most beautiful oh gosh I, I can't even beautiful, describe yes. oh my gosh so beautiful um, Hawaii I got to go to Puerto Rico I got to go to the Bahamas I mean it's just mm-hmm. it, snorkeling is just such a cool thing you know and um, but I but I' I never I don't have the guts to go scuba diving so
1: um,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: You know, you know, you know <laughs> sharks. Speaking of the Bahamas, so I did a I did a scuba dive in the Bahamas. And the Bahamas, they got this area where they had, I forget the name of it, but they had a lot of sharks. I mean, maybe they call it sharks covers and I can't remember. But I got over my fear of sharks in the Bahamas because they had the area where they have a lot of sharks and they take you down there and you get to sit on the bottom of the ocean and they bring the sharks around. So this guy came down, he had like the food into this, he had on this like this mesh suit, right? Like a metal suit, whatever, mesh suit. So he, the shark came in to buy him. So then he brought his food down into this can, and every, all the tourists, all of us, the scuba divers, go to the bottom. <sighs> we sat down there, and then they open the can and bring all the sharks. The sharks are swimming by. You can touch them no. and stuff, right? So, <laughs> so I I did that because yeah, you right. Sometimes you might like sharks. Are gonna What I realized that sharks really don't mess with you that much. Really, they don't. Even when I was in Cuba, we used to, they, the reef sharks we used to see them all the time. They was sitting under the reefs, just hanging out. Right, we swim by them, right? So it's like it's They're there, but sharks is not gonna like. You know, eat you unless you like something really happened different. So I, I didn't get scared of them anymore. I'm like, oh, I, I'm overcome my fear of sharks when I'm in the water because I did that dive in the Bahamas with the sharks. And that, like, oh, mm, these right. things are interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Listen to you. They're interesting. No, they have teeth.
1: <laughs> they they, have teeth.
0: They're, they're like big. They eat things. They eat people. They. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sh- sh- listen, the movie the movies give shark a bad rap, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah jaws we, we we all watched that uh the from the 1970s i love oh, that was yeah. so crazy they, give, that's they, give, such they a, give the
1: sharks a bad rap man oh my god
0: oh yeah that's mm. it i'm gonna put the jaws theme music at the beginning of this episode that's it that's how we're gonna end <laughs> no i'm gonna put that on the end yeah all right sure, thank yeah. you asher so much for coming on uh you guys definitely check out um all of asher's projects his book um jump on over to his podcast, uh, listen, have a listen. He's got uh, He's releasing a bunch of new episodes coming up and he's really uh, got some great wisdom to share. And I want to thank you, Asher, so much for coming on.
1: At your service, my friend. Thank you so much for inviting me. And to your listeners, make it an awesome day. Make it an awesome day.
0: Thanks, Asher. today be sure and hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you listen to great pod content i'd love it if you could tell a friend about this podcast and you can find any links mentioned by my guest or by me in the show notes below our music is funk beats by ecolix and you can find them on the audio jungle i'll catch you next time around see you soon